Welcome back, welcome back to another episode. Thank you for returning and loving our shit. Guys, I've been hearing some of you have been binge watching, binge listening to the show. And that's amazing. And that makes me feel really fuzzy inside. Today is a very special day because we have a very special guest which I thought was a perfect time to release the podcast. We had her on a few weeks ago, but she's a goddamn sweetheart, Miss Natalie. So why we have her on the podcast is because she showed that you can heal your body. She had been diagnosed with onset stills disease or just stills disease. Uh, It's kind of known as an autoimmune disease. So she learned this when she was 19 years old. And, you know, looking back in her younger years, she had been dealing with these weird uh, symptoms since very, very young. So, so many casualties, unfortunately. But the fortunate part is that she's here, good, healthy and renewed since she had found her natural path, um, the Western medicine for her was just not like, she just needed more. She needed more what uh, the earth has to offer. Plus kind of going beyond the scope of what our traditional doctors are used to practicing. So, um, ever since she's seen her natural path, she has, her life has completely changed and I mean, gosh, you'll just have to listen to the episode to listen to those casualties and how sick she really was. And God, that's that's hard. That's really hard when you are, you know, building a family and your mom of two young kids and like trying to go to school and just live this life of craziness and you're sick all the time. So um, I am just so proud to now have Natalie in my life and just so excited to have her on the podcast because like I said, she just, she's a goddamn sweetheart. (laughs) Her story is remarkable. If anybody is dealing with any autoimmune diseases, which there are a few out there, Uh, maybe this one's for you. And if you have any questions about this, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your questions, comments, concerns. Hey, as long as you're doing it out of love, love. So being said this, um, seeing, saying, said this, (laughs) no. So the conversation with Natalie was so amazing and intense and there was just so much to share we decided to make it into a two-part series so welcome to first part of miss natalie and her journey of self-healing <laughs> hurry up tiff oh we're on i'm on I don't know why, like, everything I want to say, I want to say motherfucker right after it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's on, motherfuckers. Oh, my God. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> She's sorry, not sorry, because we say what we want to say. I know, but I do feel like I need to control my swearing a little bit. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. But I'm okay with it. Even Cassius is like, 
you said the F, F word. word. I'm like, yes. oh, he did. <laughs> Sorry. I won't do it again. So welcome to Raw Babes 101, your host, Tiffany and Kristen. And we have a very special, magical guest, Miss Natalie. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How does it feel to be sandwiched in the middle between I love it. a fiery mermaid and a... Unicorn. Oh, yeah. Unicorn. I love that. So I, it's love magic. It. I love it. You're, you're, then you're a Pegasus. Yeah. Ooh. I like yeah. it. I like it. Starseed. Because I did want to call her a unicorn because, like, you're like this, like, magical healer. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. We're talking about you. We're all magical healers. Yeah. We are. And why are we magical healers? Oh, but we weren't going to start there. Too late. Too late. <laughs> Go ahead. Why are we? Why? Share. We did a thing. We did a thing. Yeah. We all three of us got our Reiki level one together just yeah. last week. We have our first symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, don't share the magic. Sacred. Sacred. It's sacred. But it's good because we want Oh, yeah. It. We're doing. Yes. Oh. There you go. We're, we're giving you guys all um, <laughs> our first symbol, Reiki healing right now through. Channel it. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you guys think about it? It was amazing. Yeah. It's, it was uh it was incredible. It was next level, literally. Right? Yeah. Mind-blowing, amazing. And you're feeling energetically shifted yeah. a bit. And yeah. it's you were saying it's coming out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> share, share, share. Yeah. So remember Shiona told us we were going to have like this 21-day cleansing cycle and the Reiki energy was going to be going through our body, going through all the chakras, removing all the blockages we might have. Mm-hmm. Well... I clearly have blockages. <laughs> and that shit's <laughs> coming do. out. Yeah, yes. yeah. Just like weird emotional stuff coming up from when I was a kid. And just, I don't know, different feelings in my body that it's 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 awesome. It starts but it's awakening. Not, it's noticeable, yeah. It's waking mm-hmm. up. Yes, and I also had like crazy tingling in my third eye, which I've never had. Oh, this week. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So you're just like rubbing it yeah, clear. I was like, so oh my gosh, clear. it's tingling. Yeah. Well, let's give a shout out to Miss Shiona yes, from Shiona. Uh, Soul Sessions. Shiona with Soul, Soul Sessions. Soul Sessions with Shiona. So, yeah. <laughs> Soul Sessions with Shiona. Girl, say that five times. Wow. You're kidding, right? But Shiona was amazing, and I really like her non-conventional ways. She's a rebel, and... She threw her own curveball in there. She sure did. We had we learned, obviously, the basic and the tradition, and we respect it um, on another level, mm-hmm. but she also threw in some very magical learning, and it's like... The dimensional stuff was so oh, cool. Yeah. Twelve dimensions, like within our body and stuff. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Well, and we got head. to expand a little bit on that conversation. <laughs> and I don't think anybody else would be able to have a conversation like that when you're yeah. getting your. Do you guys know your eyes are almost the same color? Oh. Holy shit! Twinsies. Dude, matchy matchy. <laughs> Maybe we were sisters in our past Maybe. life. Could Maybe. Be. So but yeah, that's it was amazing. Amazing. So I want to start with sharing how I actually met Natalie because this is another another um, magical story, spiritual, mm-hmm. divinely guided. So um, we had actually just finished recording on like an episode. This was maybe six months ago, at least. Do you think, Natalie? 
You and Tiffany? No, it was in you, six months ago since yeah. um, I met you. It was in October. Okay. So roughly. Okay, yeah. there we go. So last October, I um, we finished recording an episode and Tiffany and I are going to Browns and I've got Cassius and we drive a different way than I would normally drive to go to Browns. And he sees this park and he's like, mom, I want to go to this park. And I'm like, weird. It's not a nice, it's, <laughs> it's like, not, it's, it's not, not a, nice a it's just like a, which park? Mm, it's actually from our old school, Westview. Westview. It's across the street from it's Westview. It's that old oh. little park. Oh. It's, not, <laughs> yeah. it's not like, it's that very, park. it's very old. And so Westview Park. Mm-hmm. We used to go there and smoke all the time. <laughs> and that's our high school. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, Cassius, I'm like, we'll go after we go f- to Brown. So on our way back, I don't even know why I went the same direction. Yeah. And Cassius was like, mom, let's go to that park. You said, I'm like, flip, I did say that. <laughs> and obviously having, or my word is very important to me. So I'm like, okay, we'll go. So I pull over, get in. We're at this park, and there's this woman there with these two chi- two kids, and there's a girl and a boy, and Cassius is playing, and we're kind of interacting, and I just had this very like strong call to talk to this woman, and she's like, I don't know, she looks pretty young, but she's like, I'd say like older than my mom, my mom's age probably, but around there. How old is she's grandma? She's yeah. <laughs> so she's six, 60, Okay, there you go. And yeah. she looks great. And I just had this feeling like I I shared with her some things that like I wouldn't normally share with just a stranger that I've never met before. And we're talking, and she ended up telling me that she had lost her husband. And I'm like, there you go. That's oh. why. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a divinely guided encounter for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. This there's something here. I just knew intuitionally. I'm like, okay. So we're talking um, about the loss and I'm telling her, you know, kind of like spiritual stuff and about, we talked about his passing and long story short, I ended up starting to talk to her about the medical medium and I'm just like, celery juice is incredible. It's changed my life. And she's just like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, okay, here it is. (laughs) She's like, so my daughter, she's gone through all these health things and she's like, your mom's like, I can't believe you're telling me this right now because my daughter's been talking about this medical medium and drinking celery juice every day. And I'm thinking she's crazy. Yeah. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what the heck is like my daughter doing? And so the very fact that I just confirmed every single thing that you have been talking yeah. to her. Heavy metal detox. Yes. Celery heavy, juice. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so she was just like mind blown and I'm mind blown. So I'm, I'm just like called to be like, okay, well just give your daughter my information and we'll go from there. Just enjoyed our conversation, carried on. And mm-hmm. it was just like, this is a really, that was a really cool encounter. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember, was it, did I give your mom my information or did I, I get your information? You added me or, or she. Because I just remember getting me. a message from you. Yeah, you added me, I think. And then my mom told me you would be adding me on Instagram. Okay, there you go. And then I messaged you. Yes. yes. And then you can share the message because. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I do remember. <laughs> no, I do remember that when my mom told me that she met you and that you had been talking about medical medium, celery juice, I was like, I got emotional. Like That's my eye, like I was almost Aww. in tears because. Like you said, my mom said she thought I was crazy. <laughs> like, I, no one I knew was doing any of the medical medium stuff, so I felt really alone in what I was doing. And then when she told me that, 
I don't know, I just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. There's this person near me who's doing this. And I don't know, it was like probably a bigger reason that I knew why I got emotional, but I did. And I messaged you and I told you that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It was so magical. Yeah. And I was like so grateful too, because we ended up talking back and forth for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And we talked about your dad mm-hmm. and we talked about like the spiritual stuff. And we met at a park. And then, yes, and then we met at a park Mm -hmm. after we were talking on Mm -hmm. Instagram. That sounds so weird. I met at a park. park. (laughs) I'm going to meet you at a park. Only bad things happen when that (laughs) that goes down. And then we ended up, yeah, we planned to hang out. And then that's when we went to the park and we had the kids together. And then it was just like, blah, 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 like back and forth. And I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do. You need to go see Nikki. You need to go do Reiki healing and like talk about my cancer. (laughs) I'm talking about my cancer. We're talking about like all these things. But I think what we should do now is like back the fuck up. (laughs) And kind of talk about your journey and what happened with you. And yeah. Yeah. Take it away, girl. Okay. I don't know how far back to go, but... Whatever you feel called to do, to share. I mean, so right at, when I when I'd received that message from you, or when you added me on Instagram, I had just gone through this crazy thing with my health, a flare up. I guess you could call it a flare up. Um, but she quoted that shit. I quoted <laughs> quote unquote flare up of uh, what I was diagnosed with, which is called adult onset stills disease. So I, I I'll kind of start from the. Sc- from the beginning. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Tiffany just heard something. What was that? I heard it okay. too, but I ignored it. <laughs> so this is cool. This has been happened multiple times, but that's walkie-talkies. Oh, oh my and gosh. They're, but they're off. But they're not. They're on right now. Yeah. So it's just a that spirit. Something. It's probably your yeah, dad. Yeah. It's probably your dad. He's proud of you. Hello. <laughs> that is Crazy. so cool. Okay. okay. I have goosebumps now. I have goosebumps too. I have too. goosebumps <laughs> too. Oh my goodness. Okay. You can't make this up. It's going you can't. crazy. I'm checking this shit out. You better check that out. Report back. Go check if one is on. So it's in, <laughs> they look like Spider-Man and it's a little red and it's to the very far left. Did that happen a lot? I remember because you told you told us that this was happening. Yeah. So this is is one on. It's not off. Okay. And it's crazy actually because since we bought got these for since we got these at Christmas, I bought them for Cassius. <laughs> it does this. It does this often, and it's very cool because. So now they're off. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Were they on? One was kind of on. Like half on, half off. Yeah. And that's okay because that's very much how communication happens, whether it's a TV, through a a phone, it can be through anything. It happens to us often, actually. Yeah. Our our shit always kind of glitches. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Back to you, girl. Cool. So what were you diagnosed with? I think that would be... So I was diagnosed with adult onset Stills disease. You can call it Stills disease. Um, which is, it's very similar to like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis. It's in that same family of like an autoimmune disease or my rheumatologist would call it like an auto-inflammatory disease. Okay. So I was actually diagnosed with that when I was, I think 19, 19 or 20. I had had weird stuff happen to me. Like as a child, I remember being in elementary school and I remember my hands swelling up or like my feet. Like I remember feeling like I had a rock in my shoe. Wow. And being like, ow, this hurts. And then when I went to go take off my shoe, there was no rock. It was just like a swollen bump on my foot. So it was really weird. So from the time I was in elementary school, like I remember my parents taking me to the doctor and 
me getting tested for gout and all sorts of things, but nothing ever came out of that. And so I was fine. Like I was lived a normal childhood. My high school years were fine. I graduated. I went to um, SFU for, I was uh, doing my business degree at the time. And I think it was in my first year where I all of a sudden had these fevers that started and it felt like I had a flu. So I just thought I had the flu. And then it kind of went on for too long to the point where my mom took me to the doctor and was like, hey, this has something's been weeks, wrong. like something's wrong. And I ended up getting tested for all this stuff. It was out of the scope of what my doctor could you know, diagnose. So she sent me to a rheumatologist. I went through all sorts of testing, all sorts of testing. And um, they ended up diagnosing me with adult onset Stills disease at that time. And basically, there's no like test that you can get that says you have Stills disease. It's it's like an elimination of like they tested me for lupus because I had symptoms very similar to lupus, and the test was negative, and stuff like that. So it's yeah. kind of like process of elimination. So, anyways, I I was diagnosed with that. Um, I got put on steroids at the time, like prednisone, Crazy. which snapped me out of my flare up and on my way I went. Did you work out? <clears throat> <laughs> I had roid rage. <laughs> you did, eh? Yeah, oh <laughs> roid rage is a real thing. Okay, wow. So how old were you again when so you were I on was, steroids? Oh, I was on it. I was on steroids at multiple points throughout my life. So not when I was around 19, that was my first flare-up. And then I continued on with my schooling, and I had another one. Like a year, year and a half, two years later. I don't know the exact time. I've, what, I, I've had what several if, What would a flare-up look like? It would look like it, like a flu. Like it would start where I would have... You'd be sick. Yeah. Like oh, like, sick. Real, like I would have high fevers. Like I'm talking like 102, 103 for weeks. Oh, weeks, babe. Weeks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like I'm talking like four to six plus weeks I at a time. could turn you into a vegetable. Yeah, high fevers, super, super, I would go super anemic, so super weak and fatigued. Um, and then at that time, it was mainly just affecting my joints. Mm. So um, what I was told at the time is that basically I had this autoimmune disease where my own body and immune system was attacking mm. different parts, like whether it was my joints, oh, your body's attacking your joints, or which we'll talk about, my body was attacking my brain or my heart oh or my things like that. So whatever, like my, the symptoms that came along with the fever and everything kind of varied, but in those younger years, it was mainly my joints, which was crazy because, yeah, just what, what teenager, like early 20-year-old understands that at that point? Like it was just, yeah, you it was think weird. something's wrong with you. Yeah, but... It's not a very positive twist. Exactly. Well, my what I had accepted is that I have an autoimmune disease. I have an autoimmune disease. My body attacks itself That's so for whatever up. reason. And this is just something I have and I deal with it. And the crazy thing is, is back then, I just accepted it and I didn't really think much of it. I didn't, it didn't bother me. I just, I felt like a normal person in between yeah. my flare-ups. Like here I would have these flare-ups and I'd be in, not in a good place for like a, a couple months. But then in between, it was like, Normal back. It was to normal, normal like nothing. I didn't have any other symptoms. Um, I think at one point uh, I was put on some other different type of medication. It was called methotrexate and Plaquenil, but it started like creating deposits in my eyes, so they had to pull me off. Holy shit! And, uh, and deposits? So was, what like what kind? I of... don't know what deposit. I had to go see an ophthalmologist every month, I think it was, or every few months, Your and they'd have month. to look. Oh my God while I was on this medication oh. because those are the side effects, the possible side effects. Okay. So I would go see an ophthalmologist. They would look in my eyes if it was okay. I'd keep going. If, and then finally it wasn't okay. And they were like, okay, 
no more medication for you and they yanked me it's, off the medication. It's just basically trial and error on you. Exactly. Well, the, I think these Nobody are common knew. medications that they use for this sort of thing. Yeah, like these types of autoimmune diseases these to prevent the exactly to to prevent the flare-ups. Um, but but I what was, at the I time was nobody off. was thinking what's causing the flare-ups. To I begin had with. no like I wasn't thinking. Oops, I think I'm bumping my mic. That's okay. I wasn't thinking any like I was just a 20 year old. You know, like yeah. I wasn't thinking anything of it. I just listened to the doctors. Yeah. I did exactly what they recommended. Um, yeah, and then I think it got to a point like I one of the flare-ups I had when I was in maybe second year university is I got meningitis not from bacteria not from a virus it was what my, my spinal cord and brain oh honey I remember like so this wow like, I've had quite like serious flare-ups to the point where this one time I, I had like an awful headache it was like to the point where I was squeezing my head I remember it was so awful I couldn't look I couldn't drive because I could not turn my neck like Left. far enough either way yeah. to to shoulder check and I remember my mom calling my doctor and being like this is what's happening with her and you know what should we do and they were like take her to emergency and so we were sitting in emergency me and my mom and the ER doctor was like you know what in order to test for meningitis because I was presenting like meningitis but yeah. he was like you look too well to have meningitis and in order to diagnose for it, you have to get a spinal tab. tab. You have to, they do a lumbar puncture into your spine. It's not and of course, right. I didn't want to do it, but my mom was like, no, you test her. You test her now. Mm. And so they did it. And sure enough. Because that's dangerous. I well, I mean, it. the meningitis is dangerous. Day, meningitis is super dangerous. That same day, a, a kid, not a kid, probably like a, a teenager, a young person died in the hospital. I remember the doctors oh, telling no. me that. And so I was in rough shape. Like they, I, I was like in and out of consciousness because it's, it's inflammation of your brain. Oh, your meninges, shit. right? Meningitis, your spinal cord and everything. I remember the nurses coming in and being like, what's your name? Where are you? Why are you here? Like literally multiple times oh. a day to ask me. And then I remember leaving the hospital and having to have an IV port in mm -hmm. my hand. Oh, and having to go back geez. to the hospital twice a day to do because they had to finish up their wow. antibiotics. And I remember going to school with my, like, I remember going to university classes yeah. with this IV port in my hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, wow. what was I doing? I don't know. But yeah, so there was that. And then finally I got to a point. So I, I don't know. I've always had this fire lit in me where I would just get through this shit. Like, mm -hmm. get through it, keep you. going. Finished my finished my business degree. Ended up doing. I, I wanted to become a chartered accountant, a CA. So I remember getting a job at a big four accounting firm. It was all awesome. Um, I don't know how I ended up getting through all of that because in order to do my CA, I was working like busy season hours, doing CA school of business on top of it. Blah blah blah. Anyway, so fast oh, forward. Sure. I got through all that somehow, without being on medication or anything. Just. Somehow I got through it. And then in 2013, I remember, was a pivotal year for me because I had a flare-up. And uh, I guess all of that got to me, <laughs> the busy season and blah, 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 oh after God. I was qualified. And so I had a flare-up. And for some reason this time, I had known someone who had been to a naturopath or for some reason I ended up at a naturopath somehow. Okay. One of my friends, or so. I wish I you could remember how. I love I the know, how. I, I think it might have been one of my friends or something who had said 
have you ever been to a naturopath? Have you ever tried that? And I hadn't. And so I started seeing my naturopath who's in Port Moody, Dr. Jill Scott. She's amazing. And I remember her actually the first one, she's the first one in 2013 who told me, you know, the body doesn't attack itself. Yes. The body is too, like the body would never attack itself. And she was the first one. Yes. She was the first one who said like, there's often viruses behind. Yes these diseases and, and I remember her talking about EBV at the time but Epstein, it, it kind EBV of EBV is Epstein-Barr virus for everybody this is Epstein-Barr virus and if you like if you've read about medical medium you that's a big thing that he talks about in all of us yeah all of us mm, totally and it can be behind cause. so many conditions so, I don't even know much about it well it's, <laughs> it's crazy you will so <laughs> oh you will so anyway so she told me this and she told me she put me on some supplements she put me on turmeric supplements she put me on omegas and a good quality multivitamin and she told me she well she advised to stop eating gluten dairy uh processed sugars through her i also started to look at the products that i was putting on my body and in my body such as birth control pills Mm. deodorant with aluminums Mm -hmm. and metals in them makeup and so i i kind of overhauled my life a bit yeah think that's that's a fast track overhaul isn't it like so i cleaned up my diet i started taking these supplements i cleaned up all my products and that period was the longest period i've ever had where i was well for five years Mm. after seeing my naturopath between 2013 and 2018 i was totally fine no symptoms no nothing got married had a baby um and then it was with my second child that i had another flare-up and honestly i think it was twofold i think it was I was nauseous as shit <laughs> and I was eating crap. I was eating like chicken nuggets and bread and crap. Everything that you weren't doing before for the five years of you being Yes, exactly, clear. exactly. So I, wow. was, I was kind of doing, eating, eating bad things and I, I wasn't taking good care of myself um, at that time. So this time I had a flare up and it affected my heart. So I had, uh, I was here, I was six, six months pregnant with Logan, my second child. And I had pericarditis, which is inflammation of the heart. So I was having like extreme, and on top of all the fevers and stuff, I was having extreme chest pain to the point where I could not lay down, like excruciating pain. And I remember being- Well, that's scary as shit. It was scary, right? It was really scary. And of course I was terrified for this baby that I was growing. Mm -hmm. And here I was, this pregnant woman in and out of the emergency room and, uh, the doctors did not want to put me on steroids at the time because I was pregnant. And but it got to the point where it was becoming dangerous. And so finally they put me on steroids, prednisone again. What and about your diet? Snapped out of it. Um, I think at that point I cleaned up really quick what I was eating, but it's too late. It's too it's too late You've at already, this point. Yeah, I've you already, already fucked it up. I've already awakened the beast. Ooh, <laughs> right? I like that. Ooh. Yeah. So, not that I like that, but But yeah. it's true. It's I had true. awakened the beast. And so anyways, I, I got put on prednisone and snapped out of that. I had my baby, Logan, at the time, who was perfectly healthy. He was awesome. fine. I weaned off the prednisone and I went off my life. Okay. And I was unscathed at this point. Like, I wasn't nothing was there was no light bulb moments at this Mm. point but the next one is where everything changed so the next flare-up i had was in february of 2020 
February, March, 2020. Oh. Mm. Interesting mm. timing, right? With everything that was going on. So Jeez. this time was the most serious, crazy flare up I've ever had. Flare up. Oh. It almost sounds like it's a, an allergic reaction, and every time it flares up, it's getting worse. Like a like a. It's a slow, painful, like yeah, like progression of getting. Per, well, yeah, like it's like my kid got stung by a bee once, and he was fine. The second time, he was. Oh, it's getting worse. It was getting worse. Yeah. The last time it looked like I got, took a bat to his head. Oh my god! Got stung right on the ear, and his whole head. Holy shit! Swelled wow. up to the like point of his shoulder, <laughs> but get this. Because it was so swollen, gravity had to take place eventually. Oh. So his whole face started like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> poor kid, he was Colin? so ugly. Yeah, oh, so <laughs> <laughs> anyways, oh, carry on. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's basically what happened. It was getting worse. So this time, I ended up again, like always, starting out with a fever. And of course, I'm hoping it's the flu. Like, who the hell hopes for the flu? I oh. hope for the flu. Um, and then I started getting this neck pain and oh. headache and so I messaged my rheumatologist we are on a texting basis yeah. and I told her what was happening she's like go to emergency and of course it was just because I had had meningitis in the past and she mm -hmm. was worried about that so went to the ER okay this is where stuff gets crazy so um I had the ER doctor again trying to do the lumbar puncture trying to stick this needle in my spine and it was not going in it wasn't going Ouch. in. And this is, a spinal tap is not pleasant. It's painful. This is your spine, man. It's your spine. I'm laying on the hospital bed, like on my side, and they're trying to jab this needle in, and it was not going in. And finally they said, okay, I think we need to get it like an anesthesiologist. Yeah. Like the ones who a do A professional, that. which a should professional. have been the fucking first time. It's your spine. Yeah. So he comes down and he goes, okay, um, you know, we've seen your blood work, you're blood counts are kind of off my platelets were low and if you know platelets are basically a part of your blood that allows it to clot when it needs to clot so if you have low platelets what that means is if you get a cut you're going to just keep bleeding you're gonna yeah bleed 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 so he said your platelets are low so i want you to repeat your blood work before i stick a needle in you basically wow. and so they did repeat it and it turns out that my platelets were so low that if he had done the lump i would have been bleeding out Right? So this was a reason why it wasn't working. It wasn't working. You That's why I said... You were lucky that it didn't work. I was lucky that it didn't work because I could have... It wasn't luck, my dear. No, it, it wasn't was your, luck. It, it, was, it your, was your angels. Right? Yeah. So that was, <laughs> that was crazy, right? So he just said, I can't do I can't do this on you. And they started me on all these antibiotics precautionarily, um, just in case it was meningitis because it can kill you if it is. Anyways, and that's worth stuff that's where shit went south like really 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 south um i don't i part of me thinks that it was the antibiotics that made everything go south mm -hmm. um, what did your naturopath say about I didn't that talk to her in that great a detail about all the pieces mm -hmm. but like that's what medical medium would say yeah 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 yeah, yeah it would the say that prescription <clears throat> yeah like mm -hmm. antibiotics well, can feed so so get this so anyways i, I went south i I was in the hospital for I think 15 days in total and it was a lot of it was a blur to me a lot of the time because I started having issues with my blood pressure I started having issues with my organs my kidney mm -hmm. I started having respiratory issues actually this was right during the time where COVID was just emerging yeah. and they were like it was it was to the point where it was like a bad COVID case like 
the respiratory issues. I was on oxygen. There were certain days where I couldn't move. So you know how your hospital bed has the two buttons on the inside mm -hmm. to like press it up or down? I could not even move my arm like a oh. couple of inches because I had such bad nerve pain, which when I later read the medical medium book made so much sense. So I, yeah, it was just awful nerve pain. I couldn't walk. They, I was like a human pincushion. They literally, I, I looked like a really, really bad junkie. <laughs> like Do you I have had scars from it. Not here, but mm. I, 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 um, yeah, I was just like poked to the point where it actually was hurt, like painful. Right. Um, and I couldn't. Yeah, it was just, it was bad. I almost mm. got transferred to the ICU. They had pumped me with so much fluid that I literally was thirty pounds over what I normally am. What was the point of that? Do you know? I think it was to improve my blood pressure because my blood pressure was dropping and they were saying that if I didn't improve through this, they would have had to put like a IV into my heart or something into mm. in the ICU. And like, what were the foods that you're being given? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like hospital food. I mean, my husband was bringing me uh, like smoothies and stuff from home, Yeah. but yeah, it was, it was hospital food. So it wasn't helping anything. Anyway, so yeah, and I had, was already on prednisone. It, it just wasn't wasn't turning around. And then somehow, I think they bumped up my dose of prednisone to twice the amount that I was normally taking. Holy shit! Which is it was it was the highest dose I've ever been on. It was it was unreal. And then I did start to turn around eventually. Um, yeah, that that part was kind of a blur. I remember at one point my family coming to visit me and I had a couple friends come to visit me and I could barely talk because my I was so short of breath wow. and I just remember looking at their faces like you know when someone's like scared for you <laughs> I remember looking at their faces and literally I had no breath but I had enough breath to be like stop looking at me like that oh. like, like, we're going like, like I'm getting out of here we're gonna be fine but like don't look at me like that wow. um yeah like it was bad at some cringy point. yeah super cringy scary yeah, so it was it was rough, and I remember asking the doctors like, "Am I gonna get out of here?" Because it was it was that bad. That's scary. <laughs> I remember being scared that I and I wasn't even thinking about myself, which is the weird thing. I was thinking about my kids. Like, yeah, thinking they're about so my little. Kids. They're so little. They're so little. They're they're four and a half and three now, but that was a year ago. So I couldn't. Two. Imagine. It was two and three and a half. I missed my son's second birthday while I was in there, Aww. which was so sad. But um, anyways, I, I ended up turning things around somehow. Um, and I got out of the hospital, but I was, it took me months and months and months to recover. Okay. Like I could barely walk up the stairs to get into my house, like a half flight of stairs. I could barely walk from my couch to my bed. I looked in the mirror. I didn't know who the hell I was looking at because when you're on prednisone, it causes you to hold weight and water in weird places. Like they call like you could, wow. would hear the term like moon face, <laughs> oh. which sounds weird. My face is like this. Like it was like. I should see if I can find a picture. Like my face was like a balloon, like like the moon. Oh, yeah. Like I, I did not know who I was looking at. I had like literal roid rage. Like <laughs> I Your was poor just, husband. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god. Moods everywhere. It was it was rough. And during this time is when I had my sister in law. I mean, I had always followed the medical medium on Instagram, but. I never followed like his protocol. Like I'd never, I'd heard of the celery juicing, etc., but I'd never. So you followed tried it. him, but you had nothing to do with his exactly. systems. Exactly. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. So um, my sister-in-law kept saying to me, like, "You need to try this. Try this. Try yeah. this." And so I ended up buying the book, 
and ordered it and I remember like reading it and just being like oh my god fucking mind blown my mind was blown because <laughs> the way he explains it I know. in his book was everything I experienced so that is where I first actually it clicked in my freaking brain what my naturopath had said years ago in terms of this is not your body attacking itself yeah. this is a virus this is the Epstein-Barr virus so and he explained all the different stages of it how it starts as just dormant stage, and then stage one stage one it's dormant oh. stage two it's mono stage oh. two it's mononucleosis yes stage three oh yes and so it it i had mono when i was a kid Mm. Well, we got to get rid of the Epstein-Barr virus in there. Storm, Epstein-Bar. it's in there. Wow. It, and it lives, okay, get this. It lives in your liver and spleen most often. Guess what was enlarged when I had my flare-ups? Your spleen. Yep. Oh. It was like, like this is what I mean, where everything made way too much sense and then how it eventually triggers your brain and nervous system. Mm. And that's what happened to her. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So, so you figured like, oh out what it was God. on your like, own. It just like, oh, it gave me goosebumps. Well, I like, I, medical medium is... helped you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and her sister-in-law, yeah. which was an angel that yeah. she dropped it off for you. Yeah. Which my, you remind me of my sister-in-law, Christina. Oh. Oh, oh my God. Christina. My husband. Yeah. My husband has said that too. Oh, funny. Yeah. He said, you really remind him oh. of his sister, which is just kind of weird. But... Is it? Is it? <laughs> is it weird? We're not about coincidences here. No. It's no. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. So anyways, I had started this medical medium. I was like juicing oh, celery. Hold on. What else? Oh. Tell <laughs> Tiffany very closely what else feeds Epstein-Barr virus. Ooh. So what? The worst, like the worst thing. Eggs. Oh, shit. Oh shit! She Wait, said that because uh, sh- uh, we shared that I Dave that made me an omelet like, yeah. this morning. Oh, so. and and there's no coincidence that I called during that time, and then Dave oh. got on the phone. Oh, and he was saying this. I'm like, Frig. Dave. I'm like, don't tell me that she's having eggs. Like, don't tell me. Oh Anyways. no! Yeah, good. eggs, gluten, dairy, soy, corn. Yes, corn's terrible. Um, I love popcorn. I know. I know. Okay, back to you, back to you. Yeah, anyway, so I had read all this and I was like, oh my God, it made so much sense. It made sense why when I started seeing my naturopath and I cut out the gluten and the dairy. And I mean, I still ate some eggs because she didn't tell me about eggs. But I was so good during that time. Oh, and heavy metals. Heavy metals feeds Epstein-Barr virus as well. Heavy metal detox. This is why we do this. Yeah. So I started all of that stuff and I was like, oh my gosh, this gave me hope. Like it gave Mm. me so much hope. And... um, yeah, so I, I started on that journey. I wanted to say one thing quickly, what just popped into my mind. Mm-hmm. Think of how many times that you've been on the prednisone mm-hmm. and how many times they kept doubling it. So Tiffany's Heavy thought, oh, Tiffany said, was it gets worse every time. So you know how it's attacked mm-hmm. different areas. So just imagine you don't find the medical medium, you don't find a way to naturally heal mm-hmm. yourself, and all they do is keep upping, yeah. upping the prednisone. Yeah. What would happen when the, you can't up it any longer? Well, yeah, I don't that's know. fucking scary. It is. It is scary. It's mm. super scary. I want to know now. I know. I don't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, no. What a... you do is you take life into your own hands. Yeah. And you fucking follow yeah. people that know how to uh, cure yourself yeah. naturally with yeah. natural health. Yeah. Medical medium. Yeah. So I started the medical medium. I started talking to the angels that he talks about. Yeah. And okay, mm. so. I, previous to this, was never, I was never brought up in any sort of, like, 
religion yeah. or, and I wasn't, I always believed in a higher power, but I was not what you would call like spiritual or religious. Like okay. I, no, not nothing. But this was the first time where I was like, no, I need, and oh, when I was in the hospital in those rough days, <laughs> I was freaking praying. Like I was like sending messages to the universe, to God, to whoever. Yeah. You're like anybody. Help me, like help me get out of this. Give me guidance. Anyway, so... And that's what, exactly what you got when you got out. Yeah. Your sister-in-law dropping yeah. that book. Don't ever discredit yeah. anything like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's You crazy. ask for help and you surrender. And it, your help actually comes yeah. really fast. It's crazy. So yeah. um, I started doing all the heavy metal detox and the, all the medical medium stuff. Well, six weeks after I got out of the hospital, I had a fever <laughs> again. And it was like a low fever and I was really tired and I had kind of a sore throat. Well, of course I tell my doctor and she says, okay, I need you to go get tested for COVID. Cause this was in April. So I go, <laughs> I go get a blood test. Um, and then I'm sitting outside the COVID clinic outside of, oh um, Royal Columbian hospital. And, um, I get a call from my rheumatologist and she's like, Natalie, I'm so sorry. You need to go back to the hospital right now. She said, I just got your blood test results. They literally called her because my white blood cell count was zero. Fuck. My neutrophils. Which, Whoa. Those are the thing. Your neutrophils is what fights off any sort of infection. Yeah. They were zero. Zero. <laughs> How is so, that even exactly? So, so this is, uh, has this, has the book been dropped off to you yet? Okay. So I had started on, I had started, and this is why I was, my, I felt so discouraged. Te- like I was like swallowing tears. Like here I'm trying to do all this stuff and what the hell is happening? Like what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> and then so I, she, I was like, well, can I go home and see my kids and like get my stuff? And she's like, no, you need to go to the hospital. Oh my God. So I had to drive across the street back to Royal Columbian Hospital and admit myself. I was like in tears. Oh, I can imagine. I, and this was full blown COVID at this point. So no visitors. No, nothing and it made me feel so much for all the people that are like isolated in the hospital with no visitors at this point like or even like old age home that old don't age have homes, any, how like, sad is that it's so awful it was that that week that I was in there that time was literal emotional torture because oh. I felt oh. fine at that point physically yeah but I was in a room, isolated by myself in the COVID ward. Um, how scary is that? You don't even with have no COVID. neutrophils. What the? F- with no white blood. Like, how does that make sense? It makes no I don't sense. Know. I don't know. She doesn't have COVID. She just has yeah. low neutrophils. That's it. What's her name? What's their name? Yeah. What's his name? Who did that? You <laughs> know, right? He's ready. Who did it? <laughs> so I had Nobody's to get the COVID know. test. Nobody's gonna and know. then I had to sit there in the COVID ward Holy until shit. my to- COVID test came back negative. Oh my god. So here I am sitting there waiting. So they shoved the thing up your nose? Yeah. I but that was the second time I was tested because the first time when I was in there with all the respiratory issues, they tested me for COVID. Because and that was when it was just starting. Like it was like, what's COVID? COVID what? Like you heard about it in China, but it was not here yet. And Mm. so they tested me for it. Anyways, this was the second time they tested me for it. And uh here I'm in the hospital, they're giving me these shots to try to boost my neutrophils, which again, all like at this point, I had read all the med- medical medium stuff, and all I'm thinking is shots going into my body. Yeah. What kind of metals are these? Yes. Where's my celery juice? I yes. want my celery juice. My husband could not come visit me or oh bring me anything. God. So I actually had him. I would 
I made the nurses <laughs> go down to the parking lot mm -hmm. and pick up a bag, two big bags of oranges, apples, Good ginger, lemon, ginger tea, all of my zinc, like all my supplements. I was like, I need them. Good for you, yes. <laughs> so the nurses brought it up to my room and yeah, basically I had to just sit there and wait for these shots to kick in, for my neutrophils to go back up, which took six days. Was it, did they give you oh. Neuprogen? No, it was called oh, GFCR shot or something like that. And I remember, I knew what the shot was because when my dad was fighting his cancer, his lymphoma that he had, he, like the chemo often will put you into this, this state of neutropenia, it's That's called. Exactly, it kills your yeah. white blood cells. And so he was getting the GFCR, something No, like I know that. exactly because um, my son's dad, he went through oh, the same yes. thing. And he had to get, yes. at the end, they had to give him these shots. And why isn't it coming to us? It's... Um, Gastrophil? Mm. No. It's like G. It's like... G something. I could, I could Google it, but... Yeah. Let's see. Um, but yes, he had to do that too because the chemo wipes out everything and you're basically everything. at ground zero. Yeah. So you have nothing left to fight. There's nothing left to fight in your body. So it has to be given. Are you sure it's called GFC? Oh, I'm on airplane mode. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's okay. But something like that. It's okay. Um, so. Anyway, so here I was getting all these shots and then basically my worst nightmare walked through the door an oncologist a she was a uh, what's a hematologist oncologist so thinking that the blood doctor cancer, the cancer blood. doctor yeah so she walks through my door and she says you know well first of all she says you know we need to explore obviously why this is happening and uh she talked about, you know, if this could be due to a bone marrow disorder, which I knew what that meant, but I had mm -hmm. to ask the question. And yes, that's where the C word came up and lymphoma, le leukemia, which especially after just losing my dad to that, and it was, that's mm -hmm. obviously really scary. And then um, she had also said that occasionally this, this drug that I was on, on top of the prednisone, it's called omoprazole. Actually, this is important, omoprazole. It's like, it. Because prednisone, it can create ulcers in your stomach because it's so nasty. <laughs> um, so, so you get strong. this omoprazole. It's, it's for reflux, but it basically coats your stomach or so. That's how they explained to me. So I was taking this omoprazole to help protect my stomach. But she had said, occasionally this, there's been very rare side effects that can cause neutropenia. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, here I am. And she's saying, yeah, I think we need to get a bone marrow biopsy done. Here I am alone in the hospital by myself, getting told that I have to get tested for cancer, and it was scary as shit, Aww. especially after everything I've been through. Um, and then she says something to me that I was like, boom, this is why I'm here. She says to me, do you know, she's like, I was looking through your chart, and I had to go way into like the depths of your chart. Did you know that you tested positive for EBV, Epstein-Barr virus, when you were here last time? Boom. I was like... <sighs> like it hit me like a like a freaking ton of bricks because like, you knew everything for that sport. That's what I had read in the medical media book. Goosebumps. Goosebumps, right? Goosebumps. Because I had believed what I had read, but this was like, oh my god, this like is confirming I had EBV. everything. And it was active EBV during that time. Mm -hmm. No one told me that. Nobody. What's your name? What's the name? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, no one told me that. And actually, nobody had told my rheumatologist that either. And that's, why you had to get to this point, though. And that's, why, that's why I was like, boom. When I look back, 
I am, I'm, it's crazy because when I was in that, it was, it seemed like the worst thing in the world. That was like, I was scared for my life. And now when I look back, I'm like, holy shit, I'm grateful for that. Yay, there's the word grateful. Grateful for that experience. And I understand now why I had to get put through the freaking torture yep. of the second time. To be also. here, motherfucker. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and to know, to really understand that I had EBV. And so, mm, to take shit. your life into your own yes, hands. Yes. And if you didn't do all that and go through all that, you wouldn't have been to the place to take your mm-hmm. life into your own hands and be mm-hmm. on top of it and yeah. understand that you have no other choice. Exactly. But to live this yep. healthy lifestyle and be yep. an advocate. Yeah. Crazy, right? Girlfriend. You've yeah. been through it. Yeah. Wow. Keep going. I know you got more. Well, no. So after that, I mean, my neutrophils finally went up and I was, it was, I was so happy. The doctor came in to tell me and I was like, (laughs) I just started crying and he was like, whoa. (laughs) I was like, Calm down. No, now you're like, okay, I know what I got to say. I need to go. And I, and I already, I was already on that train and it killed me to be in the hospital away from all that. And like with this crappy hospital food that I was eating and I had all these restrictions put down. Like if you're end up being, if you're in the hospital, no dairy, no, no wheat, no No gluten, gluten, no eggs, no eggs, no pork. Like literally my list of the no's, like <laughs> I was just getting like food without sauce and like just vegetables. Yeah. Sauce, good. Sauce. Like no it, sauce. But it was like hospital, it was like unseasoned hospital food. Yeah. <laughs> if that not sounds like, delicious. Oh. That and sound not gluten free. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so I got out of the hospital. I got my bone marrow biopsy. It came back negative. Which we knew. Cause you was just eating. Which I knew, but I, I want to say like, I went and got my bone marrow biopsy. Oh yeah, and then because things have to happen in threes, uh, it wasn't enough for me to be in the hospital twice. I got my bone marrow biopsy, everything went fine. And then I got home and I was like, what is dripping down my back? <gasps> yeah, it started like uncontrollably bleeding of course. to the point that I then had to go back oh, to my doctor. Sh- they they would have said go to the hospital, but because of COVID and everything that I've been through, they're like, no, just come to the doctor. What office. was dripping from your back? Okay, when you get a bone marrow biopsy, they shove a giant fat needle into yeah. your bone in your hip, like in the back I was, of your hip. I was in the room when oh. Cassius's dad had it, and it was wild. Because oh, you God. This is the thing, you guys. You can't freeze. <laughs> 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 Tiffany, you can't even stick a needle in to, to like freeze to the freeze bone. the bone. Bone oh. can't be frozen. And do you want to know what they do? Hold this. Oh, dear. They literally hold on to you, and they crank it into your skin and into your yeah. body and you can hear it cranking into your bone to get into the center to get a piece of the bone they, marrow they have to they have to take out some bone marrow they have to like use a syringe and take yes. out the insides and then they have to get a piece of the bone and i remember the guy literally with it's all his brutal. weight on me yes. he wasn't cranking he was like huh, huh. he was yes. like shoving it into me yes. like i was like <laughs> yeah anyways that all was over and i was like Oh, like oh I can God. breathe, it's over. Torture. And then I went home and it, blood was dripping down my back. Ugh, <laughs> that's God. Like, that's TMI. That's, but no, then I ended not. up having to go to the doctor and it was uh, it was not um, clotting. Like it wasn't. And my platelets were fine at that point, but it wasn't stopping. And yeah, so that was all fun. And then All fun. The days, the days fine. between I'm when fine. I got that and when I got my results, I think I like almost convinced myself that I had cancer. Mm. Like I was in not in a good place and I just, that was one thing that I wanted to highlight is that 
I, you can convince yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Whatever, you whatever know, you whichever want. way you want to go, you can convince yourself. No matter what it I is. I was laying there and I could feel my lymph nodes throbbing and I was like, oh, oh my God, this is cancer. Like I had convinced myself that I had cancer and I didn't. And so, and then it went away the second I found out I didn't have cancer. It's and like, and is, it's like an imagined is, thing. Yes. It's the placebo effect. And when people instill fear into other people, even just like with this whole COVID mm-hmm. thing and they're blasting it everywhere mm-hmm. on the news people are fearful mm-hmm. they're fearful of getting something mm-hmm. instead of just being like no my body knows what to do mm-hmm. my body's in control of itself you know yeah. it's like just like you you can go to the, i was going to say that you can go to the doctor's office and they can say your your day is amazing and then the next thing they're like oh you have cancer and then you skyrocket into this plummeting pool of oh my gosh i'm going to die mm-hmm. like well a lot of that, people that, that get diagnosed with cancer, from my understanding, don't typically want to know because when they do find out, it gets so much worse. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need to find out, but as soon as they do find out, mm-hmm. their symptoms and oh, everything's it's, just like... There's denial, there's yeah. anger, there's mm-hmm. resentment. You have to go through all these things, and it's very hard mm-hmm. and very scary. Yeah. And I, like I believe with anything, anybody that goes through anything in life, even just the regular person needs that help of counseling and to understand and not feel alone like Mm -hmm. the amount of times that you felt alone Mm -hmm. and even somebody going through cancer like even anything right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we feel alone often and you don't have to be alone no there's another alternative no you don't have to be alone oh for sure so yeah keep going yeah so basically and, and at that point too it hit me you know i i went as far as to talk to like i remember my mom driving me home from the this stupid bone marrow biopsy and me bleeding everywhere and whatever and and te- like breaking down and telling her you know if i go can you like help take care of my kids mm. like i was like and i just i just like bawled like it makes me a little teary-eyed right I, now I, because and i had just said to her like mm. i have so much life left to live i remember saying that like i don't i have so much life left to live Aww. and i have so much to give yeah you do and so yeah it makes me emotional that's okay uh, it makes emotional. me emotional yeah, yeah. Emotional. But then i was okay i know right oh my god this is good um, for you to share your story oh, it is. many people are <sighs> yeah. going to be listening and helping and yeah well i hope so and even if i could help one person like when i was in those dark dark places they were very dark and listening to podcasts and resources from people who had been in those dark places and climbed the fuck out of them it was so inspiring and gave me so much hope and so I was in those rough places and from that day on I was kind of like whoa like look what you just did in your mind you know like your mind is powerful so here I am working on the body part you know the medical medium and now I'm Mm -hmm. like okay my mind like I need to watch my thoughts here you know and so Gosh, what happened after that? I just continued along in my medical medium journey throughout the summer, you know, doing my celery juice, weaning off of prednisone. Yes, I remember. Finally, I got off in September and I still wasn't feel like I was still having some symptoms. I didn't expect for everything to resolve that quickly. Yeah, it takes time. It takes time. But I from that point on, like straight celery juice every single day. Yeah. And, and you were uh, doing more than 16 ounces. Yeah. At times I was. I was doing more than 16. I was up to 32. I was up to more than 32. Yeah. But it was it was a little hard on me. I could feel like yeah. it was it was a little rough. 
Um, and I swear, like there was weird, like I swear I was detoxing shit. Like oh, it was obviously, yeah, like yeah. die die off symptoms and stuff. And um, anyways, and then I was still, you know, asking the angels. You know, he talks about angel of healing and just asking the universe for guidance. Spirit, yeah. yeah. I was just. I think that was the biggest thing that sticks out to me is I was asking for guidance to heal and what I need to do next. Mm-hmm. And then my mom comes home one day <laughs> <laughs> and tells me he meets this, she met this girl at the park with with a little boy and they were playing with the kids and her name's Kristen. <laughs> yeah, and that's when I met Kristen. And I swear that was like a pretty big catalyst for me because, yeah, you had recommended Nikki mm-hmm. going in for Reiki. And you had talked about your counselor. I was seeing a counselor at the time. What blows my mind is as I was like a basket case, like I was pretty anxious. I was having to go for blood work every single week, every week throughout all of this. And every time I had to go and check my results, I was like, my heart was just pounding. And I was scared. I was scared. Mm. Because in and amongst all of this, on top of me trying to wean off prednisone, my inflammatory markers were kind of bouncing all over the place, which normally they just stay low and I get off prednisone and it's all awesome. But this time they were bouncing off everywhere and my rheumatologist was telling me that she might have to put me on this biologic drug that I would have to inject in myself every single day. And to me, that sounded like the scariest thing in mm-hmm. the world. And I did not want that. No. So. I was having all this anxiety about my blood work and I finally said like, okay, I think I need to get some counseling because like I can't manage this. I don't know how to manage this on my, by myself. Yeah. And it just blows my mind that after everything I had been through, that that was not part of it. Mm-hmm. Like what's missing in our mm-hmm. medical community yeah. where somebody's just literally been through trauma and yeah. then nobody... Nobody recommends counseling. For the aftermath. For the aftermath. You literally have to be your own advocate. Don't you do, they do that uh, if you lose a limb? I'm pretty sure sure. if you lose a limb, you go uh, to a certain hospital, certain place. You can't come out until a certain amount of time. Or for family members of somebody going through cancer treatment, there are, they do suggest resources. But, but it's very, it's not very long. Like I remember with Cassius's dad, it was something that they informed they talked about it there was like a very small piece mm. but it's not like dealing with it later in the aftermath of afterwards and mm. guess what guys trauma is trauma who mm. isn't going to be afraid that the cancer is going to return mm-hmm. you need can't you need this and we mm. all need this anybody we, would no matter from counseling for every sure. single human so it just shows how much you really have to be your own advocate though yeah. and look at it not only as I learned from a physical perspective, but you really have to consider the whole picture. You have to consider your physical body. You have to consider your mind, your mm-hmm. mindset, your emotional state, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well as your energetic. Like you literally have to look at the whole picture because if you don't, it's just... They're just pieces of the pie. They're pieces of the pie. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to take a quick break? Because we're almost up in the hour and we still Mm. have more to go. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's just take a quick break and we'll come right back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'd like to talk about... um, No, 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 no. In detail about um, where that turning point was. And it also 
bringing the spirituality mm-hmm. into your life yeah, yeah. and then also the counseling mm-hmm. and I remember speaking to you and being like wow you have so much in like you've invested so much of your time mm-hmm. into your health that mm-hmm. that's all you know mm-hmm. and I remember saying like you need to trust in your body that it knows oh, what yeah, it's doing sure. and to not be so fearful because I could tell before she's like oh I've got my blood results everything in her life result like revolved mm-hmm. around what her next step was for mm-hmm. her blood or her this so it was kind of like I wasn't trusting I wasn't exact. like just you're living in fear Ooh. I was living in fear yeah and I understand that and because everybody that. that you were surrounded around you trusted mm-hmm. and yeah they were just kind of throwing band-aids yeah. at you yeah. wrong diagnosis yeah prescriptions yeah, yeah. they did and the I best that they could with what knowledge they had yeah really yeah yeah there's not a lot of doctors that play in eastern medicine no you know no, exactly. but they are out there yeah, yeah. they're yeah. out there okay well let's take a quick break and we'll come right back sounds good okay sounds good. well i hope you enjoyed this episode it was so full of lessons and i'm sure you've taken something from this in regards to natural health and the ability that we have to heal our bodies um if you have any questions for natalie we got her instagram tag in the show notes so you can always contact her or again you can always contact us. We're just always open to feedback anyways. Um, you can also go ahead and check out our YouTube channel, which uh, please like and subscribe so you know when our videos are coming up. It'll be a nice little alarm. Maybe you get an email. Uh, and then the other thing that you could do is go to uh, Apple Podcasts. And I believe that's the only platform that you can rate and review the podcast if you do this listen to me now i will buy you your favorite drink kristen and i will buy you your favorite drink of your choice when you rate and review on apple podcasts um and to prove that you did it just in case we overlook uh send us a snapshot of it be like hey bitches i rate and reviewed that shit so take me out for my favorite drink how about that love you guys so much check out our link tree for all the rest of the links and platforms that we are at we love you to the moon and back thank you so much